0: I'd like to refer you to verse 18 in our scripture reading today. First of all, where it says, uh, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And you can also translate, translate that as with everyone. If possible, so far as it depends on you. Be at peace with everyone. We're in a time when a lot of people aren't at peace with each other. And the thing is, so many things should begin in the church, and so many things are not beginning in the church. The church should be showing what it's like to be at peace with people that we even disagree with instead of being at each other's throats, and yet we're not following our Lord's command. And so uh, we wind up with chaos and division all over our land today. And these words are to us. They're to us in our everyday life. They're to us in our homes. And they're to us when we go to the store and everywhere we might be. And let's face it, Uh, No matter how hard you're trying to be at peace with other people, even with your spouses, sometimes things can happen that will cause rifts in relationships, that can cause uh, just a a wall to come up between you and another person. It can come from uh, just a, a, a harsh word said in anger. It can come from uh, cutting humor that the other person doesn't find funny at all. It can come from telling the truth at the wrong time. Like, honey, does this dress make me look fat? Well, honey, I don't think the dress is the problem. Now, that could be. The thing is, uh, maybe the truth, but is that going to bring peace? You know, just because something's the truth doesn't mean it has to be said. But sometimes people can be hurt. And let's face it, sometimes the truth hurts. But a truth spoken at the wrong time can cause a break in a relationship. So many other things can cause just rifts in relationships. Even though we love the other person and we're trying, just forgetting a date, forgetting uh, a time oversleeping and uh not hearing your alarm and being late for a special occasion there's so many things that can just bring about these rifts in relationships whenever one of those occurs we need to practice what Paul says here inasmuch as it lies with you be at peace with everyone how can you restore peace to a relationship Somebody has to make a first move, don't they? Somebody has to take the first step. And who do you think that's supposed to be? Jesus tells us, uh, if you'll look in uh, your Bibles at Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 23rd and the 24th verses, here's what he says. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, This is if you have offended someone else and there's a rift between you and them. If your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. God says it in so many ways that one of the most important things to him is how you are treating other people and how are you relating to other people. And an offering given, while you have bitterness and uh, division in your heart and in your life, is not an acceptable offering to God. It's a hollow thing. It's not a love gift if it's given. When you haven't sacrificed of yourself, if you haven't sacrificed your pride, if you haven't been willing to take that first step, especially when you have offended the other person. But there's another place he tells us something else, and that is in Matthew, the 18th chapter, the 15th verse. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. So on the one hand, he says, if somebody has against you, has something against you, you take the first step you seek reconciliation. And then he says, if someone has offended you, you take the first step. The thing is, so many times if someone offends us, we wait for them to come and apologize, right? The thing is, he's saying, no, you make the first move. You make the first move if you're the offending party, You make the first move if they are the offending party. What's important to the Lord is the relationship and your desire to be at peace with those that he has put around you for a reason. And he has put people all around you in different relationships for a reason. Now, sometimes, you know, somebody said a long time ago that uh, uh, husbands and wives many times are like sandpaper. They rub the rough edges off each other. And the thing is, this is so true. And as we go through these bumps in life, as we go through these things where we just thoughtlessly might hurt another person, these things can help us to grow. And if you handle them rightly, they can cause you to grow closer together. Now, I have uh, well, I've experienced a family... The family I grew up in, they never said, I'm sorry. They didn't know how to apologize to each other. And my mom, oh boy, she was the best at the three day mad. You guys ever, and the silent treatment. My father feared the silent treatment. He couldn't stand my mom to just not say a word to him for sometimes three days. Whenever those times were going on, it was really hard on us kids who are walking around on eggshells because we wound up being the ones that had to somehow convey messages and things like that, and it was not a good time. And it would be like that until finally somebody would come by to visit, and there'd be a knock on the door, and my sister and I would go, oh. Because, you see, in a dysfunctional family, everything has to look perfect. And so, even though they might not have spoken for three days and there'd just be ice in the household, all of a sudden, hey, how are you? Come on in. Joe, why don't you get him so and so? And everything would be back to normal. It would never be mentioned again. And just kind of like with my little sister, I mean, it was kind of like, what was that? You know, but all of a sudden it was like, whew. Things are back to normal. And the thing is, that's just it. Things never changed. They never grew from those times because they wouldn't humble themselves before God or each other. Well, those were, those were the tough times whenever those things would happen. But the thing is, whenever things go wrong in a relationship... There are steps that can be gone through to bring healing and wholeness and to restore that relationship in such a way that both parties grow from it. And that's the Lord's desire. And he tells a beautiful story, Jesus does, whenever he's sharing the story of the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son, we see the example in the story of the lost son as to how things should happen. We all know the first part of the story where uh, the uh, young man just uh, demands his portion of the inheritance and he runs away, he leaves with it, embarrassing his father, hurting his father who loved him so, cutting him to the quick, and he goes off, but then something happens. He squanders everything, He's got nothing left, and he realizes that he was so much better off, and he would be so much better off if he'd just go home. And then he rehearses what he's going to say to his father. Father, I have sinned against you, and I have sinned against God. And uh, Jesus says, I'm not worthy to be taken back in as your son, but if you just take me in as a slave or as a servant. And so he heads back home. His father sees him a long way off. His father runs to him, embraces him, and restores him in the family. And there's great rejoicing because a reconciliation has occurred, hasn't it? And yet at the same time, at the end of the story, we see something else happen because another rift has occurred, even as they are rejoicing over the return of the younger son, the older brother refuses to come in. The older brother is dishonoring his father and his father's wishes. And there's another rift that's occurred. And that's the way it is with us. There's going to be one rift after another with one person here and another person there. And the Lord wants us to handle those rifts, those breaks in relationships in the right way. There's a story that's given by, uh, oh, let's see, who is the author? Ernest Hemingway tells the story of a father and his teenage son. The relationship between his father and his son had become so strained that it shattered. And when the rebellious son, whose name was Paco, uh, ran away from home, his father began a long and arduous search, trying to find his son. As a last resort, the exhausted father placed an ad in a Madrid newspaper, hoping that his son would see the ad and respond to it. The ad read, Dear Paco, please meet me in front of the newspaper office at noon. All is forgiven. Love, Papa. As Hemingway tells the story, The next day at noon, in front of the newspaper office, were 800 young men named Paco, all seeking the forgiveness of their fathers. There are a lot of broken relationships all around us every day, and we don't see them, but they're there. Well, the Lord has made it clear that we should be making the first move in those severed relationships. And he made it clear that he's willing to do that for us. The good news is that even though we were separated from God, he made the first move, didn't he? God Almighty, the most powerful person ever, the creator of heaven and earth, loved you so much that he was willing to make the first move. He was willing to sacrifice, to set aside anything that we might consider pride or anything like that. And this mighty one humbled himself to the point of death on the cross to reach out and show you that he loved you and to reach his hand out and say, all is forgiven. Come home. That's his example And it's the example that we should follow. And uh, I just want to give you quickly five steps that have to be taken in a relationship in order for that relationship to really heal. Things don't just blow over. Unless you go through this process, there is going to be a residue of bitterness that's always going to be left behind. But if you go through this process... Not only is forgiveness given, but trust can be reestablished and things can get better instead of going on at a lower level. First of all, the first step, repentance. And you'll see all of these just about in the story of the prodigal son. But first of all, repentance. Repentance precedes forgiveness. First of all, a person's got to realize they've done something wrong. And then they must do something else. Step number two, they must confess. They must go to the party that they have offended and say, I'm sorry. And that is so hard for some people to do. It was so wrong in Love Story where they said, love is never saying you're sorry. That's not love. Love is being willing to say you're sorry and to admit it whenever you were wrong. So, number two, confession. Repentance has to be communicated. It must be spoken. You can't just try to pretend that everything's okay. Step number three, forgiveness must be given. And we've talked about forgiveness and what forgiveness is. And uh, the thing is that, and this is something that, doesn't, that needs to happen too, implicit in giving forgiveness, is the idea that this ends the matter? You're not going to be bringing it up again. My goodness, how many times does uh, do you do you, you think you got something over and then it gets get pulled back out and waved around again? You know. So uh, the thing is, is that uh, implicit in that is that it's not going to be mentioned again. You're going to be moving on from from that. Then the next step. Forgiveness must be received. Just because forgiveness is given doesn't mean that the other person can receive it. And so forgiveness has to be received, and then there must be fruit worthy of repentance. And this is the part that people seem to not understand. It's, it's, it's there, and it's got to work out if things are going to work out properly. Fruit worthy of repentance. A couple of scriptures. First, uh, in Acts twenty six First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and to the Gentiles also, I preached that they should repent and turn to God. And listen to this. And prove their repentance by their deeds. And then we see uh, John the Baptist telling those that came to him. What must we do to be saved? And he said, Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. And begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children to Abraham. You're, you should bring forth actions that are going to prove you meant it when you said you were sorry. That's, called, that's fruit worthy of repentance. Now, these five steps are the steps that need to be gone through if someone has just uh, uh, said something mistakenly and the rift has occurred, or if there's been something as drastic as infidelity. It's the same five steps, no matter what takes place. And I must say, I have seen many marriages that were on the rocks where though one of the spouses had been unfaithful to the other, whenever I took them through these steps and the offending party was willing to start showing fruit worthy of repentance and show that they really did mean it, uh, then trust was reestablished. And I've seen people that you would think that their marriage would never last walk out of church holding hands and so much in love. These are the steps that must be gone through. And these are the steps that we see, uh, gone through over and over and over again in scripture. And there are scriptural principles that always work. And, uh, these five steps bring about a healing and a wholeness and a way for you to grow and for you to move on. Now, I do want to bring up, it says, if possible, be at peace with all people. Let's face it, there's some people that you're not going to be able to be at peace with. There's some people that are just your enemies, or there's some people that are just so scary uh, because, uh, you are like an abusive uh, spouse that is promised over and over and over again to change and they just get things back the way they are and then it starts all over again. There are some situations, let's face it, and that's why he says, if possible, in as much as it lies with you, be at peace with all people. But if it's possible, these are the steps that you need to go through to bring healing and wholeness. Now, let me ask you, is there someone that's holding something against you and you know it? The Lord says you need to get with them. You need to go through these steps and make it right. Is there someone who has hurt you and you know your relationship shouldn't be the way that it is? The Lord is saying to you, you need to go to them and make it right. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you know best. Sometimes, oh Lord, we know that we need to be willing to set aside everything in order to do the right thing. Lord, you sacrificed in order to show your love for us. Help us to show the same sort of sacrifice, dying to self, in order that relationships around us might be restored. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.